My spooky house is a haunted place in Sydney's inner west, but there are other houses and other places where spirits have roamed for centuries, thousands of years. I'll be covering some of these spooky sites in the ongoing My Spooky House podcast. Imagine being stuck in the back of a closed wagon as it rumbles along on made tracks. Imagine you are leaving the city you grew up in behind. You glimpse the houses becoming sparser through the barred windows and you see trees taking over. The journey is long. You are going to a place that is at the ends of the earth, a place you cannot come back from, and it was not your choice to go. You were condemned there. You protested your charge of insanity. You are not insane. You know that your husband had plans for you to disappear, and all that was required were two signatures from his doctor friends. Suddenly the wagon starts up a rise, circles around and you find yourself staring at a whitewashed edifice of a building. It's a monstrously large building. It's 1880. You are at Arradale Lunatic Asylum in Victoria. There's no question about it. Aradale Asylum is a monster. Built in the 1860s, it is a town within a town. It has 63 buildings and at its peak it had a farm and a staff of 500. Along with Kew and Beechworth, Aradale Asylum was built as a place to house the insane of Victoria. The white Italianate walls, arched windows and sweeping roof made me feel both a sense of awe and a sense of foreboding as I climbed the steps of my paranormal adventure team one chill night in June 2018. Three of us had come down from Sydney for that weekend to join the group for the hunt and we stayed in a small weatherboard cottage nearby. Even before we got to Aradale, the night had taken a strange, eventful turn. I'd picked up on a strange energy in the hallway of the cottage we were staying at. It felt like somebody had passed on from a heart attack. Well, that's what it felt like, according to the sudden 
alien pain in my chest. My friend had wondered if we could communicate with the person. I grabbed a crystal pendant and obliged. Not long into our communication, with the pendant swinging in an extreme fashion backwards and forwards, left and right, I felt a cold, deep chill descend down my back and enter my body. It didn't feel good and I started to panic. My friend didn't know what to do and started saying the Lord's Prayer. I couldn't move. I hadn't used any energetic protection. I break away from the feeling and walk quickly to the kitchen where my head pounded and I felt strangely agitated. A pacey, slightly violent agitated. It felt like something was with me. We had dinner and tried to put it behind us. But in the car, on the way to the asylum, at the railway crossing, I let rip in a voice that did not sound like my own. That train's going to hit us, I bellowed, surprising myself. There was no train, but I still felt that the older angry man from the cottage was still attached to me. I felt snarly and angry. We headed up the drive and found the team and the leader for the night, Raylene Cable. She had that entity off me in a minute, brushing it away, and I felt peaceful once more. We entered the musty corridors of Aradale. The place is dark. Electricity still powers the dim exit signs, but torchlight is the only way to find your way around. We started wending our way back, back through the linked rooms and the corridors, down one wing of the asylum. First a yellow room, then a peach-coloured room, and then a grey room, all with the most amazing carpets, but now damp with age. I began feeling a sense of disorientation, of deja vu. No, I hadn't been there before. But as the person accompanying Raylene in leading the tour said, these institutions are constructed in repeating form to confuse the residents enough so they won't escape. Dark hallways led off at every angle in this labyrinth and we felt watched. In a large hall at the back of the building, perhaps an old canteen, we tried to interact with the spirit of a man. But not much came through beyond a shifting of the EMF meter dial as it sat in the middle of the floor. We decided to head upstairs. First we had to move into a narrow corridor and then head sharp left. Halfway along this corridor, my throat started to constrict. Bleach! That was my first thought. My throat felt like it was burning, but I didn't feel pain, because it wasn't my pain. I'd never drunk bleach. I touched Raylene on the arm. Someone drank bleach. I said, feeling this to be true. 
After a short conversation, the feeling shifted and we ascended the stairs into the upper galleries where doors became cell doors, each with a glass diagonal slit so the nurses and the guards could see in. We all broke off into groups. The biggest group remained in the main wide hallway and conducted another interaction. I was keen to wander off on my own. It's hard to pick up the energy of spirits when there's so much other body-based energy all around. I ended up in the bathroom. While there was not much to be seen there, amongst the cracked amber tiling and the half-open stall doors, I did hear something. I heard a gramophone playing an old jazz tune. All I could hear was wisps of music that sounded both distant and close to. I barreled out of the bathroom and along the corridor to get close to the sound, but it whisked away. I nearly bumped into one of the assistants who was standing at the end of the corridor near to where the main interaction was taking place. Did you hear that? I whispered to him. He didn't answer as he was looking at the light show on the floor. The EMF and light meters were going off in stellar fashion. The spirits were clearly out to play tonight. The rest of the evening passed without great note, but then we went to the nurses' building. Three-story Art Deco building that stood away from the rest of the wards. I've learned from my experiences at the Q station in Manly not to be too dismissive of the nurses' blocks at hospital sites. They can be particularly active places, tending to be either built on a sinister site, which is the case of the block at Aradale or charged up from experiencing the raw emotion and fear of the nursing staff for so long, as I suspect in the case of the Q station. Whatever the cause, they can be dark places full of pockets of dark energy. We entered on the ground floor. The small bedrooms each side still had beautiful curtains hanging from the windows. It's such a shame that these serviceable buildings are left to decay in this way when people need a place to live. My little team of three decided at that point to break away from the pack. We hurtled up the stairs to the third floor. Pushing open the door out of the stairwell and into the long straight corridor, I had a strong sense of foreboding. Looking ahead, at the end of the corridor, something black in colour and human in form was standing in front of the door at the other end. As soon as I saw it, it started to dematerialise, moving through the door and into the stairwell beyond. We quickly ran towards where it had been, my partner with his video camera at the ready. We went through the squeaking swing door there was a shower room beyond it. Pink marble-like tiles 
a green shower cubicle and cracked plumbing with water dripping everywhere met our gaze. He aimed his camera and kept it running. In the playback immediately after, we saw it, a large orb floating sedately through the frame. I had a sense that somebody was on the stairs halfway down. We headed down, but I could see no one. And then the rest of the party was coming up. We could hear them, the floor below. Raylene was looking for a place to do another interaction. I mentioned that the landing we had just been on might be a good place. And so we grouped together just inside the doors where the shadow person had been. Raylene started communicating, but then paused. She looked beyond the heads of the guys at the back of the group, those standing furthest into the corridor, and exclaimed, I can see movement behind you. I stared but could see nothing initially, but ghosts hate a direct hard stare. You can't see them. You have to soften your gaze and stare at the periphery. Then things started to appear. There was movement. Shadow people were there, but then they melted away. We found later on the nurse's wing had been built on an old burial site. It was a good end to a long, cold and awesome night.